love. Some would say it took a backseat when the pandemic forced us apart. As a family-run and proudly Canadian-owned company, Charm Diamond Centres saw the need to bring us together with tales of love and created the Canadian Love Map podcast. Since then, we've shared hundreds of real, uplifting stories that prove love conquers all. So thank you for listening. We couldn't do it without you. And remember, love starts here. He presented me with this bouquet of asparagus tethered together with a little bit of twine. And you were like, I thought you would like this more than flowers. And I was like, yes. So I was like, this guy already gets me. We haven't even had like, you know, a real long, proper conversation yet. Hi there, and welcome to the Canadian Love Map. I'm Nancy Regan. Today's love story belongs to Renee and Dixon, and it all started with a bouquet of asparagus. You see, she's a chef and he's a farmer, and their mutual fondness for food is the soil in which their love grew. Renee and Dixon, welcome to the Canadian Love Map. Hello, thank you for having us. Hi. I'm pretty sure, no, actually, I'm positive you're the first guests who were brought together by a love of vegetables. <laughs> I think you're probably right. Yes. And is that yeah. an accurate description of the magnetic pull that brought you together? I think it's pretty accurate. Yeah, um, I think so. Tell yeah, me the story. Met. If it hadn't been for that, I mean, we, w- we wouldn't have met. Yeah, if we hadn't been at the farmer's market here in Saskatoon at the same time, then we likely wouldn't have met. So Um, that was back in 2016, right? That's right, yes. The early months, January, February of 2016. Set the scene for me, would you? (laughs) All right, well, I was finishing up um, my first cookbook, All the Sweet Things, so I was really in the zone of writing and focusing completely on that. But every Sunday, I would go to the farmer's market and sell um, some fruit wine for, for my friends. And it was a really great paying part-time job every Sunday. It was great to get out of the house and talk to people other than my cats. Cause I was lo- like largely just sort of in lockdown writing my cookbook and Saturdays were always really big bake days. So I was baking cookies and quick breads and cakes and all sorts of things. And I would take them to the farmer's market just to give to other vendors and just to get them out of my house. Cause I can't really eat all that baking. And so I had, I had been kind of looking at Dixon and I think in February, he had sort of caught my eye. He was in the next aisle over from where I was. And so every Sunday morning, I'd kind of like lock my eyes on him and his vegetable stand. And I liked how he moved and how he was always smiling. He seemed really friendly and obviously quite cute and attractive. And, uh, so uh, I kind of would start bringing baking to his table every <laughs> every Sunday morning. And uh, he likes to, th- yeah, okay, then you, Dixon, you like to say that you were kind of disappointed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. That. I, well, I mean, um, I think I think I was probably her first stop um, that, that one morning. Um, yeah, you were my first stop. Like, oh, this is, this is really nice. This is sweet. Like, hmm, you know, and then... Then a little later in the day, I found out that she'd actually been sharing amongst some of the other vendors <laughs> as well. And I, I, I was a little bit crestfallen um, that, that I wasn't the only you one. You weren't the only special yeah. one, but yeah. 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 But, yeah uh, but just the but most it was special great, great one. Ice and, yeah. Uh, yeah. I didn't want to be too obvious yeah. with my intentions right off the bat. So, 
Yeah, just kind of feeling each other out. Yeah. yeah. And so we'd stop. I stopped by his stall every Sunday, and you'd kind of come over to mine and to get a refill on the uh, whatever rhubarb cider or whatever <laughs> we had going yeah. at the time. And uh, yeah. just sort of, it was like this slow burning fire that. You know, you kind of experience like when you're in high school and you have like this crush on a boy, you know, it was very much John Hughes. Like I felt, felt like I was in a John Hughes movie. It was very, it was very different from, from like a dating app, right? Because I did do a little bit of the online dating app thing and we're there. It's just so like instantaneous, I suppose. Like people will either, you know, leave a message for you and it's very sort of like, it seems very rushed, but with Dixon and I, it was very very gradual we were feeling each other out we were just um it was like a slow burning fire there was attraction but i couldn't do anything until my manuscript was finished because i was just so busy with that and i didn't want to start something when i was just like really focused on another project so um yeah so 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 how did it transition to the to the next level to the next level. Okay. So then April 1st, my manuscript was submitted and I was free for a little while until my edits came through. But so then I was like, Oh, so then I asked some mutual friends of ours. I asked about if Dixon was like, was he single? Did he have kids? Is there like an ex-wife I should know about? And they're like, no, he's single and he's really great. And oh my goodness, you guys be so great together. So I did a little scoping around and the okay, got the green light. And then I was going to ask him out on one Sunday and then another Sunday. And then I kind of lost my nerve. And so it was the final Sunday in April. And I just walked up to his table at the end of the day. And I was like, hi, Dixon. Sometimes I write restaurant reviews for the Star Phoenix. And would you like to go for dinner with me sometimes? I I just like (laughs) blurted it right out. And then you said. I just, yeah. And he was like, yeah, of course. And then so we just sort of did this awkward inputting of numbers and phones. And he got a new phone. It was like not working. It was super awkward. Yeah, It was super awkward. Um, I spelled your name. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then we went for dinner like a couple weeks later or a couple days later at this really great Burmese restaurant here. And um, yeah, so yeah, I was late. And then, of course, <laughs> I'm a little tardy often. But and so is Dixon. But he was he was early that day. I guess. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and so I walk into the restaurant and there he is sitting in this you know corner of the restaurant. He had this really great yellow checkered shirt on. And it was May 3rd. It was a beautiful day in Saskatoon and it's quite warm. And uh, we just sat down and he presented me with this bouquet of asparagus tethered together with a little bit of twine. And oh, that's great. You're like, I thought if you would like this more than flowers. And I was like, yes. And so <laughs> I was like, this guy already gets me. We haven't even had like, you know, a real long, proper conversation yet. So. Yeah, we just clicked. We just clicked. Yeah. yeah. So you yeah. went from little chats at the market to this um, meal where you were face-to-face and there was a whole new dialogue. What did you talk about? Um, Gosh, what did we talk about? We, we talked about everything, everything. Felt, but yeah. yeah, yeah. I think our families, how we grew up. I lived in a farm until I was seven, and so I come from like a farming background, as does Dixon. So I think we have that in common. We have just this appreciation and, and this... Um, yeah, almost this love affair with like the earth and growing things too. Like from an early age, I kind of got the gist of where food comes from, just from like running around in my mom's garden and like digging out potatoes and helping her shell peas and stuff like that. So we definitely had that bond of gardening and earth and like just agriculture, I suppose, in some ways. Yeah, we talked about uh, 
Yeah. Yeah. Everything. everything. It felt like kind of put it all out there. Families kind of broke all the rules. We we talked about dead parents. We talked about dead parents. My father passed away when I was seven. There was some tears shed. Yeah, we got a little. Yeah, stuff that you don't really. All the things you're not supposed to do, like yeah, get misty on our first date. (laughs) (laughs) But um, I guess we felt really we could trust each other. You know, we were we put we were vulnerable, and yet we could trust each other and. Yeah. Yeah. So you went deep right away. We went deep right away. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It just, it just felt, you know, felt good. It felt good. It felt right. Yeah. Yeah, Like we clicked. Yeah. I, I totally get it. I, I remember the first time I took my daughter and we were able to go to a neighbor's place and harvest their, some of their garden because they had gone away and it was Thanksgiving. And my daughter was young at the time and it was the first connection she really made to the fact that food came out of the ground and you mm-hmm. both have had that appreciation and and uh you know yeah. that that makes all the difference yeah. doesn't it in fact it does make all the difference yeah does it make a difference yeah. to your work as a chef I think so. I think when you start with really good ingredients obviously the recipe will turn out just so I always kind of tell people that like use the best ingredients you can and for me that's like yeah, locally grown vegetables, especially. So, yeah, especially Dixon's vegetables. Yeah, his carrots are like renowned around Saskatoon. <laughs> oh, really? Well, yeah. So they're super sweet and crunchy, and yeah. What's the secret? What's the secret, babe? I think it's your soil. You really the oh. carrots are really yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, we we do grow like a, a sweet variety, um, but. Uh, yeah, you just kind of, you, you can't harvest them too early either. Um, they, they, they need a couple of good frosts to uh, to sweeten up, like extra sweet. Yeah, so uh, I, I, don't, I don't know that we have a, a, a particular secret. But, uh, but they're happy um, carrots. They're yeah, happy yeah. carrots. Soil. <laughs> Living yeah. in good soil. Being taken yeah. care yeah. of. Okay, so let's talk about how your relationship progressed from that first go deep date. Yeah, I think it was like half, we were maybe 30 minutes into the date and then Dixon suggested we meet the following week for a second date. And so we met, um, yeah, I think what eight days later for our second date at another really good restaurant here in Saskatoon. And and it was, um, yeah, we just, yeah, just kind of sealed the deal. We just, <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, we had a really good chat. It was more, it was like super noisy compared to the first, um, the first restaurant, I suppose. So we just, uh, we chatted and we, I think there's more sexy date night vibes. We were really feeling each other, like mm-hmm. just attracted to each other and had a big smooch outside. And yeah. And then a few days later, he came over for dinner, I think, um, under the pretense of t- changing out my winter tires. <laughs> oh, good one. Good one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then, um, I don't know. I think we just been together, honestly, since then, like. We just really hit it off and we love spending time together and getting to know each other more. And I think I made you some stuffed pasta shells with like ricotta and lentils for our first um, first meal in my kitchen. And that went over really super well. And I don't know, we've just been together since then. Is Dixon a good tester for your recipes? Yes, he's a really great tester. He has really good feedback. He's really appreciative. He has, yeah. You're a really good recipe. Person to launch okay. recipes on. 
This podcast is brought to you by Charm Diamond Centers, Canada's largest family-owned jewelry store. They are proud to be putting love on the map. And the staff at Charm Diamond Centers are thrilled to be a part of your love story too. So visit charmdiamondcenters.com or one of your local stores. Love starts here. Do you think your love of food has played into your relationship? I think so. Food's really, well, I mean, food is nurturing, right? Like Dixon nurtures me when he brings me the vegetables and I nurture him when I make us these you know meals together. And, and then he'll nurture me when he does the dishes occasionally <laughs> and vice versa. Right. So, um, yeah, food is nurturing. Cooking is nurturing and we nurture each other that way. Um, yeah, I love cooking for him. Yeah. And I love that he brings me the vegetables to cook with and it's very symbiotic. It's very, yeah, I love that I get to use his vegetables to make him food, right? Like, it's, yeah, yeah. it's really special. It's a special love language. It is a special love language. Yeah, I never thought of it that way. but Because you work so hard growing these vegetables, and so I, in turn, get to, like, feed you delicious things made with them. So, mm-hmm. yeah. There's a beautiful sense of partnership in that. Yeah, I think we are really good partners. We're very, we're very much on the same level, I think. We're very... Even the same sort of, uh, I guess, similar personality too. We're, we're fairly, you know, even keel, um, thoughtful. We have similar hearts. We both have really good hearts and we're considerate. And um, yeah, I don't think we've ever raised our voices at each other. I can tell when he gets annoyed with me, though, he'll like kind of do some, like he'll breathe heavier. <laughs> so I know that if he's breathing heavier. He's like, okay, he's being annoying right now. So like, <laughs> but we haven't really had a fight. Like what's there to fight about? I don't know. We just, yeah. we get along really, really yeah. well. Yeah. 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 Do you both still have a stall at the farmer's market? Um, Dixon does. And then I stepped, well, that job sort of eventually ended and I did other things, um, in the city, the like food writing and baking and that sort of thing. And actually I am going to be having my own stall selling cookies and cookbooks at the farmer's market in a couple of weeks. So I'm going back to where it all started. Yeah. <laughs> and will there be flirting? Um, there probably will be some flirting. I think our booths aren't going to be close together. There'll be, I'm not even sure where my, where my booth will be, but, um, yeah, I'm sure Dixon will come by and, uh, yeah, we'll have a little chats and stuff. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, yeah. he'll I'll, go by and get some cookies. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll help seed the crowd. <laughs> yeah. 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 He'll help. He'll kind of linger out front. So then people will come and want to check out what I have to sell and stuff like that. So yeah, make it look busy, right? Yeah. It's all about making your booth look busy yes. at the farmer's market. Yes, yeah. success breeds <laughs> yeah. success, doesn't it? For exactly. sure. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, you want to seem like you're sought after. Renee, tell me, um, I understand your new cookbook is really a tribute to vegetables, but it also weaves in love stories. Tell me about that. It does weave in love stories. There's about seven essays, and... A couple are focused exclusively on Dixon, and there's one with both my mom. It's called The Tale of Two Cabbage Rolls, and it talks about how um, I love seeing her hands make cabbage rolls and how it's such a huge part of um, growing up. She made the, the best cabbage rolls. And I went away to, to um, university in Montreal when I first moved away from home. I had missed her cabbage rolls so much so that I concocted my own version of, like, I guess a deconstructed cabbage roll casserole. And so... 
Um, so even though I couldn't be there with them eating dinner, I had my own little casserole in Montreal, in my apartment. So I wrote about that in a tale of two cabbage rolls. And that's like another love story. Part of um, the cookbook is the love story between my mom and I and how, yeah, I mean, she nurtured me when I was a kid with the meals that she'd make for us. And so there are quite a few recipes of my mom's that I'm really happy to have in the books. And then there's also just like cooking for friends too. When I first moved away from home, I was learning how to cook and we had these vegetarian cookbooks I'd sort of get ideas from. So cooking for your friends and making new friends and feeding them, that's also really special, right? Just having people into your home and um, getting to know each other over food. And Mm -hmm. I really loved that. I really loved learning how to cook and how to feed people and make my friends happy. And after I was done with art school, I went to culinary school just to, uh, yeah, to get a skill. I suppose I could be employable at some, some level. Um, and because I did all the visuals for my cookbooks, like all the food styling, all the photography, I like to think that my two, um, schools of education have come together with like fine arts and, and culinary arts. So yeah. What's your favorite love story involving you and Dixon in the cookbook? Ah, well, I think I think it's when he brought a basket of like um, peppers and tomatoes and zucchini for the zucchini goulash he made me. Uh, I think it was the first fall we were together and I had sort of suggested he make dinner for us one night. And this is what he concocted is like a family recipe of his of his his mom's and um so he chopped all the vegetables and had them simmering on the stove and it smelled really delicious. And uh, the goulash, the zucchini goulash is really quite delicious. And I love how he uh, kind of, yeah, we took some time off from cooking. We danced around the kitchen and <laughs> it's just, uh, I love when he cooks for me. Yeah. Although I do have to kind of bite my tongue when the dishes are piling <laughs> up and, and there's clutter on the counter and because I'm very yeah, much a clean as you go organized cook and Dixon is not. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, I'm a use more than twice as many dishes. Yeah. As the end result of having someone cook for you is quite, it's quite lovely, especially for someone who cooks for a living or has cooked for a living. Um, people are always intimidated to cook for you, but I love yeah. it when Dixon cooks for me. It, it was a little bit intimidating. Yeah. 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 You mentioned being single for a long time. What yeah. what advice or words of wisdom or encouragement do you have for people who are listening to this podcast right now and they wish that they had what you guys have and yeah. are describing? Um, I would just say, like, honestly, stop thinking about trying to meet someone. I would just live your life, like find, like just find joy in your everyday life because that's what I was doing. I was really happy with my work, with my friends, with my family. I was really happy, you know, and I had bought my house already. I was just really happy doing what I was doing. Um, and I had really kind of put dating and meeting someone way, 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 way back on the back burner. I was like, if it doesn't happen, it's not going to happen. And that's okay. Cause I'm really happy with the way my life is going. So I think when you stop making it the focus of your, of your life, then, um, it very well may come to you. And, um, yeah, I deleted all the apps off my phone and I was <laughs> like, you know, I was just really happy with who I was in my life at that time. And I still am. And Dixon just makes things a little bit, you know, more, like a little bit better, obviously, but, um, yeah, yeah, I think just be happy with, with in your own skin and in your own life for sure. Yeah. And don't try so hard. Dixon, what are your words of wisdom? 
Um, well, I think, uh, like Renee says, um, just kind of like do or find what makes you happy. Like be happy with yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, if you can't be happy with yourself, it's really hard to make somebody else happy. It's true. Mm-hmm. Cause if you're miserable on your own, you're going to make that other person really miserable <laughs> and they're not going to want to stay. Right. So, um, and don't try and think that someone else is going to make you happy either. Like you have to make your own self happy. Um, yeah. And, uh, yeah, what else? And don't, if you're lonely, don't settle for someone just for the sake of not being lonely. Cause I've done that before too. And it just makes things so much worse. If you're lonely, then be in your loneliness. Like just, just absorb that and just like stay home, read a book, watch TV, get a cat, whatever. But don't try and think that someone else will make you not lonely. <laughs> if that makes any sense, yeah, like if they're not a good, for, a good fit for you, like don't settle for someone just because you're lonely. Yeah. And your gut will tell you if, if they're not right for you. And you talked about how great ingredients make a wonderful meal. What are the best ingredients for a good relationship, do you think? Uh, a good sense of humor. Um, I think just choosing someone who has the same kind of heart you do. Like if you have a good heart, it's important to choose someone who has also has a good heart. If you're a bit of a jerk, you're probably better off to choose someone who's also a bit of a jerk. <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? Like if you're a good person and you choose a jerk, it's not going to last. So um, I think look for someone who has the same attributes as you, like someone who's good and kind and funny and not lazy. Um, yeah, just someone who's good and kind and funny and who will who work to uh, to compliment you and to not take you for granted. And Dix, what do you think? Um, well, I think just just being open, like you know, like they say, you know, communication kind of thing. You know, we're we're always you know, we're always talking, even when we're not together. We're, we're always know, talking we're on the phone. Yeah, yeah. We make time for each other. We make, we make time for each other. Yeah, yeah. And if I'm having a bad day, I he's always the first person you know I tell with my bad news and my good news. So. Um, and we're just really good friends. Like we really, we, I just love being with him and you know, he's, he's like, he, we're just really good friends and he's my best yeah. friend. And yeah. they're looking yeah, at each I other very that's... lovingly. I think it's time to check out now and leave them with their privacy. <laughs> <laughs> the zoom window is getting a little steamy. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I want to say thanks to both of you so much for telling us your love story and and sharing that sense of contentedness with us today. It's really beautiful. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. I can't wait to hear it. Thanks for having us. Thanks for having us. Yeah. Okay. I'm coming over for supper tonight. All right. Sounds good. Take care out there. Thanks so much for listening to the Canadian Love Map. If you love us, please subscribe and share. We'll be back next week with another love story to add to the map. This podcast is presented and made possible by Charm Diamond Centers. It's hosted by me, Nancy Regan, and is produced and distributed by Podstarter.